0: Contrary to popular belief, becoming a leader who works on their business as opposed to in it is not about hustle and complexity. It's about implementing scalable systems and process inside your business that allow team members to be empowered. Since 2015, Jess Densley has been working with business leaders to do exactly that. If you want some tactics to take your business up a notch, listen to this latest episode from Jess. And if you want more, go to com. Now, here's Jess. Um, I don't know how long I've got, um, but that's... 10, 15 minutes? All right. Um, I know I've flown through all of that, and I'm sorry if I've just gone and it's gone all over your head, but are there any questions in relation to anything that was spoken about? Yes. Um, it's, we, every single person in the office is, is on a salary but they are also ba- it got an incentive. So I don't care whether you're, um, your role is admin or whether you're sales, I feel being a team environment that every single person needs to be rewarded um, based on the results that we get. So when Steph's at home on a Saturday and she sees three auctions being sold, she can sit back and go, yes, I can get a little piece of that as well. Um, but then three that's not sold, then it's a bit disappointing. But so I'm not going to go into specifics of percentages and all that sort of stuff, but each team member is on a salary um, and they also take a percentage of what the team takes based on their experience, how long they've been with me um, and, yeah, that's it. Does that answer your question? Yep, sort of. Do you want, do you want me to elaborate a bit? Yeah, good. Yep. I have a question. Yes. do you do, like, how does your Saturday look? It's like tag team system? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes it is so we've got we try and have two people at every single open um, and we usually do so essentially it's we do 20 minute opens not half an hour opens um, and what we'll do is we'll have them back to, back to back to back to back to back to back so Bridget might be opening one open while I'm at another one and then I'll go from that one to the one that Bridget's opened and then the person that was with me I've got a Saturday guy called Harry who helps me at opens he'll go to the next one so I'll be going to every single open probably not for the full 20 minutes for probably 10 to 15. I'll leave at the very end, call a vendor on the way so they've heard from me, let them know how, m- how many we've had through and a little bit of feedback. By the time I get to the next one, it's open ready. So they're just going back to back. Yeah. So how many people do you have on a Saturday? You have yourself? Yes, yeah, so that's four. Yeah, Tom, Bridget, Harry and myself. Yeah. And the beauty of having a great team as at McGrath Geelong is if there are some agents that don't have as big a Saturday, they always chip in and help. Particularly at auctions, mm-hmm. we like to have a good presence. Yeah. Like from other offices, you mean? No, no, just just our Macquarie Geelong office. Well, if someone's you know doesn't have, you know, they might have four opens that day, and they they want to help out, then we're more than happy for them to help out. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> any other questions? Ross, I thought you had one. back, Um, Jess's videos. That's. <laughs> um, I listen to uh, Million Dollar Agent. I listen to the Adrian Bo podcast. Um, I listen to Josh Vegan. Um I listen to, I can't think of who else they are but they're pretty much they just go on rotation in my car. I'm also um, subscribed to the um, complete data who's you know Lee Woodwood stuff I also get that monthly subscription as well and I listen to that um, audio every single month um, and then I just go back and listen to older ones. I, I listen to like CDs from 2008 but it's funny once so everyone's moving so fast forward and then they drop something that was actually really important and if you can pick that up and everyone else has moved on you can actually find that you can implement it really well. Letterboxd drops for instance everyone was doing them and then you get, you know, a, a potential vendor gets seven in their letterbox and it just dilutes it all and people have stopped doing them. And then you pick that up again and you're one of the only few that are in that letterbox. So you just got to be constantly thinking about what used to work as well as what will work in the future. Yep. Yeah, yeah. What are your goals for the next 12 months? Uh, we want to write 1.5 million um, in the next 12 months. Um, Two last year. 1.2. Okay. So we, um, it was quite... Embarrassing, really, when James was talking about a lowly ten grand fee, because that's our average. Um, so, um, you know, I, yeah, I find that it's just intriguing. But anyway, that's that's the way it is. So, we our average fees around eleven or twelve grand. So, um, to do one point two is hundred sales in a year, which we did I think ninety eight in the last year. Um, so, to do one point five, I think we can do that. We'll probably at some stage take another team member on, because there's no point stretching everyone. We're all stretched as it is. So. I don't wanna then try and go to another goal that I feel will just go come crashing down um, because I refuse to work Fridays and Sundays. And will they start in like the buyer management role? Is that how you bring them in? Yeah, I mean the way I look at it is there are roles that have to be done. So you you write a list of everything that has to be done as a real estate agent. Let's just break it down to to who can do what and just fill those gaps. It's like a pie chart. We just need 100% of that pie chart filled I don't care how it gets filled, as long as everything gets done. Once that is that in that way, then we can start adding, you know, bits and pieces, technology. Once again, um, yeah. How long have you had your team? Is that four or five? There's four. four. Yeah, but uh, two years? Yeah, is that right? Two, three years? I don't know. Long <laughs> enough. Um, yeah. So was there was a question somewhere else? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so what sort of stuff do you do to make sure you keep yourself uh, yeah. clear? Well, it's a great question. And being a weight sort of stuff. The um, usual stuff like trying to eat well. Um, but I don't tend to, I don't, I don't have a great social life or anything like that. So I don't go and catch up with friends on a weekly basis. I've got a good few network of friends, but I don't have to catch up with them every single week. Um, but for me, it's just exercise, family and making sure that I'm at work. When I'm w- at work, I'm working, and when I'm not, I'm trying not to. It's not always that easy, but it's what I try. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, in terms of, uh, you said that on Saturdays you get a helper just to do the open arms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how does that work in terms of uh, coordination? Like, uh, because I know, like, if you've got a <coughs> person who's just there standing at the open arm, yeah. <coughs> But when it comes to delivering the feedback, and how does that coordination work? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so as I said, I'm there for probably the 15 to, of the 20 minutes. So if there is a question that, I mean, Harry, he's briefed on what properties we've got and he knows the properties because we've you know had an auction campaign and he's been there before. But once again, I, maybe this is right or wrong, I'm not too sure. But if someone asks a question in anything in life and you don't know the answer, just don't make it up and say, I don't know, I'll come back to you, I'll get Will to call you back. Like that's, what he's, that's what his role is. He's like, oh, he just says, I'm Saturday Harry. Hey, don't ask me. Um, <laughs> will or Tom will call you back, like that's that's what he does. But uh, have you had that sort of a feedback from a vendor saying that, uh, or someone who's attending the open home that not, uh, wasn't very professional or something that uh, the guy at the door was missing something which yep. did not match your standard of open home? Yeah, um, no, not necessarily because pretty much everything that the buyer needs is there. So. Um, you know lists of things that are on the kitchen bench the brochures have the land size the size of the house all that sort of stuff so um, And we also and I, I'm a big advocate of this if a buyer like if I'm a buyer and I walk through an open home I, I actually don't want to deal with the agent like no one likes us So just let them window shop and if they have got any questions Tom's going to be calling them back anyway And he can answer that question or Harry will write it down in the notes and in, in home pass and let us know, and we'll call a vendor and find out, and call them back. It's a good excuse to call them back, and it just shows that you're doing what you said you'd do. Harry will just say, "I, I don't know," but we'll will get the answer and call you back. Okay. Um, so that that's probably the best answer I can give you, other than him knowing absolutely every intricate da- detail of the property. I don't even, like Steph says, "Oh, how many we listed property? How many bedrooms is?" It? And I go, "I think it's three. Yeah. I, I can't remember. But I don't. I, I'm in the people business, not the real estate business. Yeah. I, I I don't care so much about the house. I don't even know the difference between an Edwardian and a federation. Like, I, I'm just there to deal with the people, and people are the ones buying the houses. So anything else I can find out. Yeah. Yep. How many listings do you guys have currently? Steph? 21. 21. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how many auction campaigns have we got going? We don't usually carry 21. The market has slowed a little bit, so we've got a couple more private sales, a couple that have passed in. Um, we, we usually, 15's pretty much like the optimum. We can fly with 15. 21's starting to get a little bit overboard and I'm putting pressure on Tom to sell some. Um, but yeah, so I would say 21, we're probably getting a bit maxed out, particularly with Saturday opens. I mean. Mm. We've got three auctions this Saturday, so being the auctioneer, I'm pretty much out for a full hour for each auction. There's three hours, and then outside of that, we've got, what, 18 open homes. Yeah. It's, not, it's not that easy. Yeah. Yeah. But don't think, and I was always under this impression, it's, it's you that puts the pressure on you about what the client wants. Yeah. You actually don't know what the client wants because you probably haven't asked a question. It, it, it was like when, we, when I went to ARIC and I think it was our, um, play a game that you can win. Like if you say to a client at the very end of the listing presentation, okay, what would be a perfect result for you? How would you feel this goes really well? And they go, we just want it sold in the shortest possible time or we, we just want good communication. They didn't say we want good communication from Will, they just want good communication. How often do you update your I uh, call them every Wednesday after they get their weekly report. Yep. Um, call them every Saturday after their open homes and then I'll call them after private inspections. So it might be once, maybe twice. So minimum twice a week, pretty much? Yeah. what so they expect their report Tuesday, phone call Wednesday, phone yep. call Saturday, that's it? Yes. And then outside of that, once again, the team's calling them, Steph's calling them about, their are open. Like, you've got to remember that I call them twice, but they've also, they've probably had five or six bits of communication from Team Ainsworth. I don't care if it's Will or whether it's Bridget or Steph, it's just the team. And every single testimonial we get at the end of every single campaign, was we were blown away by the communication of Team Ainsworth, not Will. Sorry, there's a question over here, yep. So, when you're doing a private sale, not an auction, how many opens do you do? Just one on a Saturday. Just one week, that's it? Yeah, until it sells. No, so do you do them every week? Yes, yep. Haven't really got to that stage, but I'm assuming if it gets to a stage where it hasn't sold and they're not going to listen to price, I'll probably then start saying them, "Hey, we can't fit you in. You can't. We can't give you an open." Um, we might do a midweek one or something like that, but we yeah, we we haven't come up with that yet. Yeah. What options do you just do only one one open every week or? Yeah, with auction campaigns at this time of the year, we do try and do some midweek open homes. Um, we do particularly the last week of the campaign. We do a midweek open. Um, that's strategic. We find that we do get the the main buyers for that property you usually attend that midweek open. It's a great way for us to qualify um, how many bidders we've got. Yeah. Ricky? I, I work with you, so I, oh, I get to ask questions all the time, but um, how do you go about, like the people wanting to scale their business and stuff, how do you go, because I know you're a competitive animal, how mm. do you go about mentally letting go of stuff and delegating? Um, Get into some depression. I don't know, man, I I just, just, that's a really shit answer, but you've just, give it a try. Like (coughs) your next team member is not gonna be able to do what you do as well as you do, but you started once as well and you were shit. So why not give them a go and let them fail and let them learn, and then they'll get better than you. And then it'll be like, oh my God, this guy's even better than me, and I can feel confident that I can give them a negotiation to do or a listing to go to or whatever it might be. I'm a bit scared about Tom because all the buyers are ringing him for appraisals now. Because I haven't dealt with them. They don't even know who I am. It's like I've got now no sort of anniversary stuff to do. So before you know it, he's going to be getting all the listings and I'll be running his buyers for him. So it's a good problem to have. Yeah, Um, But just give it a try. It's all all I can say. I think the thing it says on my thing is it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. So it's, it's just chipping away yeah. and I know there are some freak agents out there that have done it in 12 months. That is not me. So I, I don't know how they do it and all credit to them, but it's taken me a sustained period of time, a lot of failures, a lot of starting again. That's why I said I reckon my career actually started six years ago when I started back at Ray White because I've been there from there till now. Before then I was chopping and changing and just disaster. Yet. And I, by the way, the question about how I keep a steady mind as well as I don't drink anymore. That's that's probably the one number one catalyst. <laughs> Steve. Well, just wondering about the frequency you believe that you should put stuff on social media. And that's good stuff. Yeah, once again, I think it's a combination of what you're doing. I mean, I don't... I think you can put as many sold things on as possible because I don't think you can have too many people go, oh, can they stop selling stuff? But I don't think you should be putting on New listing, like in your on your personal Facebook one, if professional one, if someone likes your professional page, go hell for leather because that's their prerogative. They don't want to like it, then unlike it. So I would put as much professional stuff on that as possible. I'm very selective of what I put on my personal one. Um, Sometimes, if I like, last night Tom put a sold sticker up and the vendors were putting it up and having, you know, the kids were kicking the footy. That's a little bit personal, so I chose to put that on my personal one. But I don't bombard. people on my personal page yeah absolutely yeah um, and LinkedIn once again I know every platforms different but LinkedIn you um, you want to make sure that you are being ultra professional don't put family photos or anything like that on you I'm sure you can but I, I don't um, I, I just it's, it's not designed for that um, and I think people will I don't even know whether people engage in LinkedIn anyway but I figure it's there so we'll do it yeah no problems well done. Thanks. Well, Will. Just, um, no worries. Knowing where you, where you were a few years back, and with where you you were with the fees you're writing in your business, and there's a lot of people in the room who want to grow their businesses. As you said, it's why they're here. What do you think of the one or two or three things they need to do to to start to, to start to build momentum? Mm. Like think back to you like when you started to build momentum. Yeah. What are the, some of the things you did back then? Um, I, I don't like the words ideal week. Because it's never ideal, but make sure that your week consists of things that are going to build your momentum, such as like James says, prospecting. Now don't get carried away with I uh, you know eight hours a day or this, just do bite-sized chunks that are gonna get become repetition for you. So I would just say to myself, for uh, every single day of the week for two hours on Monday from nine till eleven, Tuesday, nine till eleven, I'm just gonna call people that I know and just start to get into that mode of um, of just repetition of doing it bit by bit. Um, I would, it's easy for me to say this, but I would try and find someone who's a good mentor, like a real estate agent, who's a good mentor, and I'd actually ask to work for them. If I had the opportunity to work for someone when I first started, I think, we're 2018, I think I probably would have been standing up here five years ago, because my, my career would have excelled so quickly. When I started, it was just there's your desk, there's an office, make a sale. and. I did it, but I didn't know how. I didn't even know what an open home was. Um, they gave me these A-frames, and I actually put them up at the very front door, like as you walk in. I didn't know what they were. So I, I think it, people go, oh, but it's going to slow down my career. I think by the time you step out from someone who has shown you the way, you're going to accelerate way faster than if you did it on your own. Um, yeah, as I said, I would just make as many phone calls as I possibly could. And it doesn't matter who it's to as long as they own a piece of real estate in your area. So go go to the off, go to your director and say, hey, the Joe Bloggs that left a couple of months ago, can I have their data and just start calling it. Any other questions, guys? All done? Ladies and gents, let's give a round of applause for Will Ainsworth. Thanks, mate. Thank you.